1: Cheryl, we're doing our show again, as we've told people week after week.
0: Yeah, we're here. We're queer. We're get used to it. Get used to it. Uh, um, <laughs> what do we cover in this podcast?
1: We cover uh, a lot of Julia Roberts.
0: <laughs> there's a lot. Of, there's a lot of Julia Roberts talk. It's for Julia no Roberts reason. heavy. It is, and it's honestly, it's Julia Roberts that goes nowhere with the just the. Pinch of Renee Zellweger. 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 No way to know. There's no possible way to know. By the way, here's one yeah. quick thing about Renee Zellweger that I didn't get in while you were telling your Renee Zellweger story, mm-hmm. and not that this is a good story; it doesn't have a beginning, a middle. Oh, of course, of course not. I'm sure it has a
1: beginning. I went to a yoga- here no, it goes.
0: I went to a yoga class once, and Renee was
1: in my yoga class. Hmm. <laughs> Which ties nicely to mine, which oh. means she's easy to stumble upon.
0: Oh, don't tell. Listen, you guys listen to the whole podcast.
1: <gasps> oh, uh oh, there's what? a
0: surprise in this podcast. <laughs> we don't know when or where. <laughs> there sure is. Okay. Are we ready? Uh, ladies and germs, welcome to Lucy and... No, ladies oh. and germs, not germs. <laughs> How are you still getting this... <laughs> Wrong. I'm very distracted. After <laughs> after that surprise, I'm very distracted. Uh, ladies and jerks, yeah. welcome to Lucy and Desi. It all started when Tig and Cheryl met in the mid two thousands. Hey, nice to meet you, Tig. I'm
1: Cheryl Hines. Hi, Cheryl. I'm Tig Notaro. Should we do a podcast about documentaries? Yes. A podcast about documentaries. Is this microphone on. Five furious frogs fiddling faintly. Furious frog link, link. Furious frog link, link. I am the first ever podcast, and Tig and Cheryl are following in the sound of my footsteps. Let's get started. I'm so ready. Tig and Cheryl. True story. Hey, Cheryl. Hey. Hey, Tig. Hey. How's it going? Good. I'm in New York. Today, uh, I'm flying home. I've finished my concentrated portion of my tour and uh, I've been on the road since early January, and I've come home a couple of times, but that's it. That was it. And now you're mm-hmm. just doing some pops. I just pop in, pop out. Just
0: pop it. But but let me just tell the listeners, because they're probably mm. thinking that you sound um, abnormal. Oh. <laughs> because your microphone went out, so we're having to, to record it on your phone. So my voice is going to sound great, and yours sounds like... Uh, medium. Rude,
1: rude, rude. <laughs> how are you, Cheryl?
0: Uh, I'm good, except I couldn't figure out how to work my printer. Mm. It said that my magenta ink was out, which I don't believe, because I never use magenta. And then I tried to change it, and it's like, yeah, it's still not working. So I'm like, I don't know what this printer wants me to do. Mm. It's not a good story. I mean, I don't know why I'm leading with it. It's but anyway. really
1: not... <laughs> it needs a lot of
0: punching up it does need some punching up it does Mm -hmm. well shall we just get right to our I'm excited to talk about this me too okay so today we are talking about Lucy and Desi it's Mm -hmm. a 2022 documentary directed by Amy Poehler it depicts the story of Lucille Ball and Desi Arnaz's groundbreaking partnership both on screen with the creation of I Love Lucy and off screen with their marriage and business ventures the film premiered on Amazon Prime, where it's available to watch now.
1: Did you see the um, Nicole Kidman movie? No, did you? Oh, I, I, did yeah, you? I watched that. How was yeah. that? I don't, I, can, uh, I don't know if I can.
0: I don't know if I can. I don't want buy listen. her. Yeah. Listen, Lucille Ball was one of the funniest human mm-hmm. beings that was ever on screen, and mm. not that Nicole Kidman isn't a riot. But I think it's just hard to imagine
1: that she could capture the Mm -hmm. spirit. Did she capture Mm -hmm. the spirit of Lucille Ball? I mean, I enjoyed the movie, but I was definitely aware that Nicole Kidman was playing Lucille Ball, you know? Yeah. It wasn't like when Stephanie and I went and watched – what is that movie about – oh, Judy? Oh, yeah, Judy, yeah. That was really good. Judy Garland. Yeah. Yeah. Um, What's her name? Yeah, Uh, what is her name? Thomas she kind of embodied. really yeah. yeah I mean where you were like whoa that's Judy if I've ever known Judy Zellweger yeah yeah oh that's not I who mean, I was thinking of well that's who it was <laughs> I remember one time when I first moved to Los Angeles and this is the most important part of this podcast episode yes but um one time when I first moved to town Soon after, I was at a breakfast place on 3rd Street mm-hmm. in Los Angeles, and, um, and it was a very small place to get breakfast, mm-hmm. and Renee was there. Yeah. And everybody was like, oh, my gosh, there's oh my God, Renee. There's I Renee mean, like, Ro- she was in this, like, for- tiny little breakfast cafe, and then guess what? What? Guess what?
0: You didn't go up to her, please.
1: No. Okay, what happened? Julie Roberts walked in. Oh. And then she sat at another table. And it was just like every—you could tell everybody in the cafe didn't know who to look at. It was, it, it was like you know. At first, you're like, "Oh wow, there's Renee Zellweger," and then it's like, "Oh my god, <laughs> um, Julie oh my Roberts god. is like I don't know what in. to do. I don't know what. To yeah, do. I not know who to look at. Did anybody
0: bother them, or they were no? Like, everybody okay. just
1: kept eating breakfast. But it was like such a not- small. Place to have breakfast, and they weren't even talking to each other. <laughs> they weren't even doing the hey, I'm famous, right? Too, you're famous, thing. I'm famous. Yeah, um, did I tell you my
0: Julia Roberts story? No, but please, I mean, although I well, now I feel like I'm blowing the punchline. Well, I don't doubt that <laughs> okay. you
1: are because
0: well, you do oftentimes. In one of my old houses, I woke up and, and there was this little ugly dog on my doorstep,
1: and was it Julia Roberts? Don't. Don't spill the beans. Wait, why would you describe Julia Roberts as an old, ugly dog? Oh,
0: no, it was a dog. It was a dog.
1: A dog that didn't. You just spilled the beans twice, by the way. I know. I
0: hope Thomas edits this in a way. I no. always hope that Thomas will edit our podcast, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. he never does. Yeah. But um, so there was this little scruffy dog, and she needed water and food, and I. I let, you know, let her follow me around the house. And, um, and at some point, uh, Bobby says, you know, you can't just keep that dog. That's not your dog. Mm -hmm. I said, well, what am I supposed to do? It it showed up. She's following me around. I can't, I mean, she doesn't have a tag or anything. And he's like, well, put a picture of her on like the next door app or something. It's got to belong to somebody. Mm -hmm. So I put a picture on, I said, Hey, you know, is this your dog? Call me. And I get a phone call. And the phone call's like, hi, uh, this is Julia. Uh, That's my dog. Can I come pick her up? And I called her back and I was like, yes, Julia, I'm on my way to work, but somebody will be here. You can pick up your dog. And it's not a good story now because you know the ending. Mm. It was Julia Roberts' dog. (laughs) That's the whole story.
1: (laughs) Okay, we have to work on your storytelling. (laughs)
0: And that's why I'm saying I wish we could start this over and I wish I just started out with guess whose dog I found once. Well, have I told you <laughs> Thomas, my Julia Roberts story? If you have, I don't remember it. So go right ahead.
1: If you remember, I okay. just told you one. Oh, that you saw her at a cafe. That's not a very good story. I mean, I mine is That's better. why I have another one. That's okay, why I have okay. another one. Okay. I used to live on her street in Venice. Oh, God. That's the whole story. We
0: have the worst Julia Roberts
1: stories on These our Lucille Ball <laughs> podcast. Even got, episode. Okay, yes,
0: yes, we're talking about Lucille Ball. Let's mm. pivot. Yes, did you learn stuff watching this? Because I thought I sort of thought I knew everything about Lucille Ball, but I, I guess I didn't.
1: Yeah, I mean, I certainly learned some things, but I, uh, you know, I was just raised in a big I love Lucy yeah. household, yeah. and I was a fan for years. I mean, I still am. But, you know, it was similar to watching the Joan Rivers documentary for me where I'm like, yeah, I know most of this. But I thought it was really well done. So
0: well done. Amy Poehler did such a great job on this, mm -hmm. I thought. I was just so... I was so—I um, don't know—I was so caught up in it all. I loved every second of it.
1: Yeah, it moved so nicely, you and didn't there fall was never—I did there not there was fall never asleep. a sleeping moment. There was never a lull. It never was, a lull. It, it, it was
0: so—it was beautiful. Yeah, and 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 all the footage was beautiful, and and it was interesting because Lucy and Desi's daughter, mm. uh, Lucy Arnez Luckenbill. I don't know why that's a funny name to me because I'm immature Bill. Mm-hmm. It's not even mm-hmm. a, it doesn't even sound dirty, but nope. she, not at all. She no. has dozens of audio tapes from her yep. parents. So mm-hmm. she's in the film and she's, you know, playing these tapes. And that was interesting. I still think it's pretty fascinating that Lucille Ball named her daughter Lucy.
1: And then they named their son Desi. Did you not pick up on that? I as guess well? I
0: didn't. Well, maybe I didn't think about it as much because guys do it all the time.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But why didn't why didn't that like stick more for women?
1: I'm named after my mother, Matilda. Is that your real name? Well, it's pronounced completely wrong. But <laughs> oh. um,
0: so How you can you say, say
1: Fred or whatever you want to say. It's Matil.
0: Oh, Matil.
1: Yeah, Mathilde, is it French? It is. My mother was Matil, but mm-hmm. she went by Susie. That doesn't make sense. My grand... Oh, okay. Well, Tig makes a lot of sense for Matt Teal. <laughs> And then my grandmother was Matt Teal, and she went by Teal.
0: Oh, yeah. Teal makes sense. Well, you didn't want to go by Teal?
1: No, nah, I, guess, I guess I will. <laughs> but did you pick out the name Tig? <laughs> Please or <did> welcome some- <laughs> Teal Notaro. Teal. My grandmother would not be thrilled if I started going by Teal Notaro, because she was not a fan of my father. Oh. My mother's mother was not a fan of my father, so... Whoa! But the point is, who decided to start calling you Tig? My brother. He couldn't say Matil when he was little, and he could only say Tig. I, Cheryl. It said this also. You don't make like sense. my name? You don't like my? You no, I. Like I love it. It's just a. Okay. Um, Did you just say Lyle Lovett? Because he used to be married <laughs> to Julia Roberts.
0: <laughs> Can I tell you? I mean, I'm sure I've told you this before mm. that Lyle Lovett. Went sailing with with me once. Yeah,
1: but we can tell the story again. It's not a
0: good story. He just wore his cowboy boots on the sailboat, which was cute. Okay. But I've
1: never seen that before or since. And you never will again. (laughs) Because let's be honest, do you think you'll go sailing with Lyle Lovett again? I don't think I... I've never seen Lyle Lovett since.
0: Yeah. But yes, this is a very Julia Roberts-heavy podcast so far. Hey, Julia, hey.
1: Hey, Julia, hey. We know you're listening. And... Yes. Amy Landecker, this is a little trivia.
0: Oh, I do love Amy Landecker. Yes. I know, we've
1: already talked about that before okay. on this podcast. They don't care. Amy Landecker. Yes. Is Julia Roberts' voice double?
0: Is that true? It is. It's true. And what do you mean by voice double? She goes in... I
1: think she doesn't do her own voiceover, ADR, on a film. And so Amy Landecker goes in and does it. And that... then Amy worked with Julia on a movie in the past couple of years. And she told me that she told Julia that, trying to, like, you know... Get in, you know, you know like, hey! Just to connect with her a little is bit. Isn't that funny? Yeah, and yeah. what happened? And she said, you know, she was just mildly interested and also didn't know that that even existed <laughs> i like that julia's like
0: no you don't oh, i need another cappuccino i've yeah. never heard of that but oh no i have heard of that well
1: maybe amy landecker's lying that's the other that option. would be
0: so weird.
1: that's such a mm. weird
0: thing to lie about
1: <laughs> but also classic amy
0: classic amy i heard that about um woody harrelson and his brother it's not a great story. Okay. No, 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 no.
1: We're not known for our storytelling.
0: <laughs> so, Lucille Ball, what are we known for? We're
1: not. We're
0: not known. We're no. not known. Uh, no. Lucille Ball, she was born and raised in Jamestown, New York. Mm-hmm. She was raised by her grandfather, Frederick Hunt. Mm-hmm. Uh, who was very kind, and Didi Ball, Lucille's mom, was very authoritative. Mm-hmm. Lucy worked at an amusement park, and then sadly, there was an accident involving a rifle that happened on Frederick's property. Uh-huh. And it led to legal trouble and ruined Frederick financially. That was sad. Yeah. So Lucille moved to New York City in 1928 at the age of 15. That's crazy.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, She got a job as a showgirl
1: and said she was a dud and kept getting fired. I mean, that's even crazier to me, to move somewhere and get a job as a showgirl. I love the idea of
0: being a showgirl. That's like a dream come true.
1: Okay, well, that's where you and I are very
0: different people, okay? What don't you like about the idea of being a showgirl?
1: Well, what makes sense about me becoming a showgirl? Picture me (laughs) packing up my bags and moving from (laughs) Mississippi or Texas or wherever I was. Yeah. And showing up on the train probably because it's, whatever, 1901. Like in hopes of becoming a showgirl. Just being like, give me the headgear. I'll show you what I got. Yeah. You'd want to be a showgirl? Oh, it would be so fun. That is so. Weird. It's like, how can you and I be friends and, and be get so each other and connect? Different. And then you want to be a showgirl, and I do not want to be a showgirl. I don't understand why you don't want to, though. It's just, it's
0: the. It's,
1: <laughs> what if I told you I said, "Hey, hey, Cheryl, will you come to my showgirl um, show? Yeah, girl, girl, hey, girl. <laughs> hey, hey girl. <laughs> showgirl,
0: hey." You mean to just go watch you be a showgirl? Well, yeah. What if I would be like, "Yeah, I'm coming." I want to see that show. What am I wearing? You are wearing feathers.
1: Tap shoes. They don't tap. They don't? Not usually. Do showgirls tap? I don't know. You kick your you leg know, you, really high no, up in the air and you have a Oh, you could be a Rockettes.
0: Okay. The rockets they don't tap, but they do kick. Mm-hmm. But a showgirl, you know, they have the giant head gear mm-hmm. and then they walk slowly like around Like braces the for stage. braces. What are you, what you no, Head gear? They don't have I like that they're all wearing headgear from the (laughs) night before. Like, they have giant feather hats, Mm. you know, that's strapped to their head, and they all kind of look the same, and then they make different shapes on the stage, and sometimes with their fans, Uh you know, when they'll have the fans in the middle, and then they'll take them out, and fans in the middle.
1: But why would would anyone want to do that? I don't understand. Mm, The glamour, the glitz. To, like... Make yes. different shapes with <laughs> yes. feathers? Yes. I can't imagine packing up my life and moving to the big city <laughs> to go make shapes with feathers.
0: Well, I think it would be amazing. And that is exactly what Lucille did. And uh, she changed her name to Diane Belmont.
1: Why not? It's so catchy. We have to take a break. <laughs> oh, for heaven's sake. We heaven. have to take a break and we'll get back to this Lucille Cecilia Ball. Roberts. And we'll discuss more Julia Roberts on the I Love Lucy documentary.
0: Man, that sunset is gorgeous.
1: Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in.
0: Oh, burger time.
1: And we are back on Tig and Cheryl True, True story. story. If you're joining us for the first time, our sincerest apologies. <laughs> like they, you always start off with a really nice apology to first-time listeners.
0: No, listen, we're going to get to it today.
1: I know, but I just want to make sure I apologize because yeah. I would imagine, you know, if you're this is your first time, you're disappointed. But this is how the show goes. Yeah. Now, what yeah. were you going to say, Cheryl? Uh, about Julia Roberts. <laughs>
0: Uh, I was no, I was talking about Lucille Ball. She changed hmm. her name to Diane Belmont and uh she became a model.
1: What do you mean, Lucille Ball? I got a name for you.
0: <laughs> Diane Belmont! It is weird. Why is that better than Lucille Ball? And
1: it's then why not. did she
0: change it back? I love Diane Belmont. <laughs> <laughs> and she told people she was from Montana and got the nickname Two Gun. Uh which also I don't understand. What does that mean? It sounds like a
1: Native American uh, name. I will name you two gun. I told you about that one chief that I knew of in Cherokee, North Carolina, named Chief Big Meat.
0: Was that really his name or is that somebody who tried to pick you up at a bar?
1: No, that was really um, Chief Big Meat and his wife, Peggy Big Meat. (laughs) Come on. I am not kidding you. I am not kidding you. My ex is oh, from no. Cherokee. And uh yeah, she told me about Chief Big Meat and his wife Peggy Big Meat. I'm sure you didn't ask him how he got his, his name. Well, I'm sure his family probably they were probably great hunters. Okay. You know? Yeah, let's let's say that. So she got cast
0: without an audition for a film called Roman. Diane Scandal.
1: Belmont.
0: Roman scandal, and she went to California, mm-hmm. and
1: she loved it. Mm. She loved California. She wanted to see her name in lights, Diane Belmont. <laughs> and I apologize to anyone named Diane Belmont, but I just, right. you know, after you know L- Lucille Ball, yeah. you can't get excited about Diane Belmont. This
0: is my question to you. After watching that documentary. hmm did, was she always a redhead, or did it seem like she was blonde?
1: Mm. I, um, I, um, I, I wasn't paying <laughs> attention, nor do I care. I, I'm okay. realizing.
0: <laughs> I realize in this moment I don't care.
1: I had a grandmother that had red hair, and uh, she reminded my me mother,
0: of... My mother Had has red hair.
1: My grandmother was like a mix between Lucille, or I'm sorry, Diane Belmont and, um... <laughs> Tootsie. <laughs> Tootsie. That's a good like movie. Like the character of t-
0: Dorothy. T- Dorothy.
1: Yeah. Well, I-, I said good day. I said good day. <laughs> I mean, is that I- not a great movie? It's
0: the best movie. It, it is, is so good. Okay, so listen, get back mm-hmm. to Lucille. So right. Lucille, so she's now in California. She's a, yeah. a redhead. Yeah. A- and she's now Lucille Ball again.
1: And, you know, I wonder, does it go back to Lucille Ball? You know how in comedy people will oftentimes be like, yeah, I dyed my hair red just to mix for, it for a comedy. Uh-huh. You know, oh, I'm doing I a comedy, know. so I'm dyeing my hair red. Yeah. I'm, I'm the funny person, so I'm, yeah. I'm going to go with red hair. Kind of want to stand Is out. Is it because of her? Oh. Because I'm never like, oh, my gosh, I didn't enjoy your delivery because your hair was too normal.
0: Yeah, I mean, not that red hair isn't normal. That's it's a, it's f- all, strike yeah. it, strike it from yeah. the record.
1: It's gonna stay, but <laughs> but I'm never sold on somebody's comedic abilities because of their hair, the color of their hair, or pigtails. Well, pigtails, pigtails, uh, my. <laughs> T- 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 <laughs> pigtails do it every time <laughs> what if am a comedian i saying
0: came on stage with pigtails you'd be like this lady's <laughs> okay. gonna be hilarious
1: <laughs> makes me want to grow my hair out but i mean look at phyllis stiller she always had that crazy hair yes but also what might be better than pigtails uh, pigtail just one side of the head oh a side pony no just one side is hanging down and then <laughs> and the, the other side high. it's up high <laughs> Yeah, just pigtail. By the tail. way, I mm-hmm. did
0: have that hairdo in the 80s. A high side pony. Why? Uh, because um, I was very stylish. Mm. You know what they called me in middle school? It wasn't a compliment. Diane Belmont? <laughs> <laughs> um, They called me Princess Leia because I had curled the sides of my hair really super mm-hmm. tight. Yeah. And for some reason, somebody... Thought that reminded them of Princess Leia and then
1: it stuck. And it wasn't a compliment, I'm telling you. It was like But Carrie Fisher, there's nobody cooler. I know. I know. And there's nobody cooler than Princess Leia.
0: I know, but you should have seen me in seventh grade. Except,
1: except Job of the Hut, of course.
0: Job of the Hut.
1: Oh, you didn't follow the Mm-mm. Star Wars.
0: No. I didn't even see Star franchise. Wars.
1: Mm mm.
0: I mean it took a long time for me to you see. You didn't see Star Wars. Well I finally saw it, but I was like, didn't want to.
1: Oh my gosh, Stephanie's never seen it. Yeah, I
0: get it. It's like, it's a, you know. That is so rude. (laughs) So, Lucille Ball. Mm -hmm. She's now working, and what I loved learning about Lucy is that she loved all aspects of this business. And she Mm -hmm. loved to work, and she felt like she wanted to do every project, and all the B movies because she felt like it was good practice, which I love because I have a lot of that in me. Like I, I like to do everything. I know you do, girl. I wanted to do Dancing with the Stars, and
1: why didn't you? I
0: don't know. It wasn't the right time, and it. Did
1: so- you get asked?
0: Yes. <laughs> oh well.
1: Right <laughs> Ocean Alert. <laughs>
0: Uh, but I like to do everything, you know? But some people are like, Cheryl, just focus on acting and relax. You know,
1: I would actually like to do Dancing with the Stars. You do? Now that we're talking about it, yeah.
0: <gasps> Let's do a season together.
1: Okay, what if we were partners... Well, then neither one of us would know what
0: we were doing is a problem.
1: That's the fun part, and I'll wear <laughs> oh my I'll wear a tux, and I'll wear feathers. You'll wear your stupid little dance my, costume. I will wear my uh, yeah feathers. Yeah, yeah, and oh then uh, and we will just here's the thing. Yes, we will just watch YouTube videos and then do pick it up our, our best. Own. Yeah. <laughs> We won't even have to practice. We'll watch it <laughs> oh my and then gosh. we hear the that's music. That's another episode of our streaming show. <laughs> it's it's is is streaming us learning a dance together? That's and then co- just a little
0: complicated. Watching it and then just do it. Committing. You really have to commit to it.
1: Okay, so we watch and we dance uh, in real time. Yes. Okay. Okay. And then Thomas and Gabby will judge it. <laughs> And so so far we have you're cutting my hair. Yes, which is Then yes. we have our sex show. Live live sex show. And then what is the Oh, the other one is wrestling or we wrestle <laughs> we each don't other. Get our wrestling. <laughs> and, and then, we then, have then, a then dance the show. other one is dancing. Thomas, are you taking note of all of our <laughs> streaming themes? Of, we have a lot to do. <laughs> um okay. I'm circling
0: back to Desi Arnaz. Okay. Uh, seems like he was sort of doing B-movies, too. Mm-hmm. But, you know, probably like the a, a handsome guy in it. He was very handsome. He was very handsome. He was Calm from Q- Cuba, mm-hmm. and he immigrated to Miami in 1934.
1: See, I thought he was from Cuba. Uh,
0: that's. What? Did you just try to make a joke? <laughs> Cuba?
1: Yeah. That's you crossing the finish line. Wait, now it's turned into Beethoven.
0: (laughs) He, Desi, had a job cleaning canary cages. So what happened was Desi Arnaz lived in Cuba. Mm -hmm. This is how I think it happened. And tell me if you got it differently okay he was from a well-to-do family in Cuba and then the government was overthrown and his father was associated with the government somehow and they were run out of Cuba because anybody that was associated with the government was put in jail Mm -hmm. and so he had to go to Miami and he went to Miami with nothing Mm -hmm. and so he started cleaning canary cages and then was offered money to join a band and he joined this band and he learned a lot about rumba. Is that what you got from that?
1: Yeah. I just wonder, how long do you think he went back and forth about cleaning canary cages and joining a band?
0: <laughs> Especially because the band paid a lot more.
1: Yeah. <laughs> was like, and Look. it was his passion. <laughs>
0: Do I stick with canary cage cleaning? Or or do the rumba. The handsome Mm -hmm. Cuban man doing the rumba. Yeah. Cute bin. Uh -uh. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh-uh. No. Mm -hmm. No. Mm -hmm. Um, And so at some point he moved to California and started acting. Right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And Lucille, um, she loved being part of the studio system And she was part of the entourage at RKO Radio Pictures surrounding Ginger Rogers. And what's interesting about this documentary is that Carol Burnett is on talking about Lucille Ball, which is pretty amazing, and Bette Midler. And it's
1: so crazy to, and you know, I love Carol Burnett, but I just assume she's, I mean, she's, she's not young.
0: I don't think she's with us anymore. What? Is she? Wait, Thomas. Yeah, she's with oh, us. So sorry. <laughs> oh, she's 88. Oh, hey Carol, yeah. hey. Sorry. Is she is. Uh... So sorry. I hope that you
1: said it out. Please, Thomas. Oh, please, no. Thomas, please, Thomas. No. <laughs> no. Okay. No. So, Uh-oh. she is still with us. Uh, in fact, she's listening now. Uh, hey, Carol. Hey. Girl, hey. Girl, hey. But she is not a young person, all right? Okay. And it's crazy because it's weird to hear that she's younger than Lucille Ball. You know, when somebody's... Right, when she was... Old, yeah. You know? Yeah. By the way... Yes? This always is a question I have.
0: Why was Carol Burnett's hair red too? No.
1: Nope, That's wasn't it. Go ahead. No, just when in life is someone considered old because whenever Mm. i tell people that stephanie's father lives with us and they're like oh is it is he sickly and i'm like no i mean he's not like you know gonna run a marathon but and they're like oh how old is he and i'm like he's he's almost 70 and they're like oh he's young and i'm always (laughs) like okay (laughs) okay You know what I mean? And then <laughs> and then Carol Burnett is 88. Right. And nobody would be like, "Well, she's young." She's young. She's So, well, somewhere between 70, 70 and 88, 88, I think you maybe. are old. When is that? It must be like 79. So, I don't know. <laughs> I am truly I'm... Uh, if our listeners could please write in and tell well, me I think it's all when relative. When are you officially old? I, I mean, know if it's you relative. Ask my daughter,
0: she'd be like, "Yeah, when you're 30." Like, oh, my God, I can't.
1: Oh, my gosh. I catch Stephanie all the time talking about, like, you know, oh, my God. And these, like, older people, they were early 50s or what And I'm like, (laughs) hi, (laughs) look over here. Oh, no. All right. We have to take a break. Okay.
0: And uh, we will be be back. Back with Lucy and Desi. We're not kidding this time. That's right. And we're back. Okay, so this was interesting. It seems to me from watching that documentary that Desi Arnaz created the Conga line.
1: Is that what you got from this documentary? I I missed that part, <laughs> but sure. Think... Let's put it in as fact. Okay, also, okay. Carol Burnett.
0: Shh, notes forget i ever said that i honestly hope that doesn't stay in
1: i think she's no longer (laughs) with us please
0: please okay so desi and lucy met at a studio (laughs) while they were both working on different movies lucy was in makeup with a a black eye wait a minute and to go back
1: to carol Mm -hmm. burnett not being with us any longer this is a brand new this is a brand new documentary documentary. so that would mean That she died likely in the past year or two, and you don't think it'd be much bigger news? I didn't hear about
0: (laughs) it. Oh, Carol, listen if you're listening, hey Carol, uh, hey Carol, hey, you are an inspiration, and I could not love a human being more.
1: And you're still so young, you're still so young.
0: Desi and Lucy met at the studio, he invited her out to do the rumba. Mm And she fell in love. That's with what we need to learn. Is the, <laughs> the rumba. rumba?
1: Yeah, isn't it like one, two, three, cha, cha, cha? Or that's the cha, cha. I don't know. You know what kind of dancing I have zero interest in? The tango. No, the kind of dancing. Two and step. it's also no. I, I'm good. Ballroom. Ballroom. Let me just dance. Okay. Let me just tell you, I am not even remotely interested yeah. in the kind of dancing yeah. where man. Pulls you through his legs and you have a poodle skirt on. Oh, I love that. And it's the music that's like, vroom, vroom. Oh, Jenny. You know, that kind (laughs) of music where it's like poodle skirt music where it's like the dad didn't (laughs) like the the greaser that,
0: you know. Right. A sweet 16 yeah all that kind of stuff i'm like, like oh i'm uh-uh. i'm sneaking out of the house daddy I'm
1: sneaking, yeah i'm, I'm even... gonna go dance daddy Jenny! Jenny! <laughs> <laughs> <pulling> <laughs> you through what is Johnny? <laughs> johnny oh johnny. all the boyfriends are johnny back then that's
0: true you johnny. know i no, i love that yeah i know how to do that dance you go to the side to the side
1: up and no, through yeah. the legs no thank you oh.
0: No. Well, I guess that's one we won't be doing, but perhaps the tango, you and I.
1: The um, the rumba.
0: Well, <laughs> we can do the Congo line. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> we, can, we can do the, okay, listen, they fell in love. They got married six months later.
1: That's quick.
0: It was quick. And their relationship defied the norms at the time because mm-hmm. she was marrying a darker skinned man.
1: And he was marrying a redhead. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but family was very important to both of them, and they had their parents come out and live with them, and Lucille was doing movies, and then she started a career in radio, doing comedy mm-hmm. called My Favorite Husband, mm. and Jeff Oppenheimer took the job as head writer, although he had been warned that Lucy was difficult to work with. Ooh. Hmm. But how did she have a a reputation of difficult to work with?
1: Well, you hear her stern voice. Yeah, she was just
0: focused and knew what she wanted.
1: Well, imagine back in those days, a woman having a stern voice like that and knowing what she wanted, and I'm sure everybody was spooked and like, oh, yeah, this this lady, this broad. I have worked with some broads that are difficult to work with. Okay. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Ah. So same. Do you think anybody said that about you that you're difficult to work with?
0: Mm, I'm gonna say no. Do you think anybody said
1: that about you? Well, I know that there are a couple <laughs> of people out there that hate my guts.
0: From working with you, or just because of who you are? <laughs> does it matter? It does because if it's if it's from working with you, then it's like they don't like the way they don't like your process.
1: Well, I think it's more that I didn't put up with their hogwash. Uh uh I gave out a big no-thank-you vibe Uh to their hogwash. There's a lot of hogwash. There's so much hogwash. But, yeah, I'm I'm trying to picture somebody saying that, oh, Cheryl Hines is so difficult.
0: (laughs) I can't stand to be around her on set.
1: But when I do find myself... In the middle of a hog washer. Yeah. I'm usually like, good yeah, boy, I'm out, you know? Yeah, but you can't, but you can't get out. No, but I,
0: I. You sort of check out
1: and you're like, okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm I, you, you know You don't, what, you
0: don't indulge.
1: No, thank you. No, I'm done. thank you. I'm done. Meanie weenie. Oh, wow. chicken. Meanie weenie. <laughs> chicken teeny. <tini. laughs> I am done with you. Meanie weenie chicken teeny. <laughs> I have not heard that saying in a
0: while. <laughs> I am out. meanie weeny chicken teeny. Chicken teeny. Do not call me. Again. Do not call me again. Oh my God. Um. Okay, listen. Let's tell everybody mm-hmm. what happened. CBS wanted to adapt My Favorite Husband as a TV show. But yeah. Lucy wanted Desi to be cast as her husband. Yeah. Because they had been married but he was always on the road and mm-hmm. clearly these two ha- were very independent people but they wanted to be together but he wanted to work and so yeah. she said i will do it only if, if desi can be my husband and first they weren't excited about it and then they decided uh okay i guess we'll do it
1: mm-hmm.
0: they shot a pilot
1: mm-hmm.
0: at first they were wanted them both to play movie stars and then Desi changed it so his character wanted to get out of show business while Lucy wanted to get into show business, which was so smart. Mm -hmm. He was a very smart guy, really Mm -hmm. savvy, really understood comedy. They were a magical couple, right? Because they both really understood comedy in different ways. And
1: can I just say...
0: Yeah, it's a podcast. Say whatever you want.
1: Thank you. (laughs) I mean, since when are you that open? You usually have so many rules. <laughs> <laughs> I related so much because I felt so similarly about my relationship with Stephanie. Oh, that's sweet. She and I we worked together so much, producing, acting, writing, creating. We just directed a movie together and um I think when in the beginning of this episode when you were asking, Did I learn anything? Yeah. I know you meant about Lucy yeah, um, or Desi. Yeah. Probably. I don't know what you meant. I never know what you're talking about. I didn't
0: think you were going to learn about the conga line, but go ahead.
1: But I felt like that's more so where I was learning was from the perspective of somebody who is married to their creative partner. Mm.
0: Which I'm sure is exciting and challenging. Well, you guys seem to have it. I don't want to jinx it.
1: But by the mm. way, I don't have
0: that much power. Or I'm not making mm. it happen just because I said it out loud.
1: No, I don't think you're that, po- <laughs> that powerful. But um, no, there's definitely challenges in in any… Work relationship. Yeah, oh. or uh, uh, all well, of it. You know, in marriage and, right. you know, raising kids, working together, all of it. But I would say we're in a really good groove. It's just, you know, that more so I was looking at it like, oh, I want to learn from this and what did they do wrong or what did they do right? Or Yeah,
0: that's interesting. Yeah. I mean, it is pretty amazing when two people who are so close can work together creatively and they both bring Mm -hmm. something different. Yeah. I'm just going to say this one thing has nothing to do with anything except like saying something. Go ahead.
1: It's a podcast. (laughs) Say whatever you want.
0: Well, I was watching this. I was watching this Show called something like "I was almost murdered, but wasn't." That's not the title, but was similar. That is
1: so catchy. (laughs) And everyone's talking about it. But this
0: woman, she she thought that this guy was leaving her for dead, which he was, and Mm. she said, "God, please give me the skill to come back and haunt him when I die." I was like, "Wow, that's a a powerful last moment." That's what she wants—is yes. when she dies to haunt. Well, at the moment, because she was like, if he's leaving me like this, then I am going to come back and haunt him. For okay, the rest so of his her, life.
1: so, so her big revenge is she's going to like yes. rattle some chains yes. in this room. Yes. Oh, okay, oh yes, who cares? He would. If that was the worst punishment is some chains are getting <laughs> rattled. But by the way, that's not how, if
0: somebody was haunting you, they're not just rattling chains.
1: What are they doing? What can uh... they possibly do? Honk a horn? <laughs> they, they can't do anything. They make books fly off of the shelves. <laughs> okay, <know. laughs> I'll go put them back on.
0: I don't know. I'm going to have to think about what's the worst thing that could happen if somebody haunts you. My
1: assistant is terrified of ghosts. And we checked in to this bed and breakfast on tour. Mm. Yes. And he was like, oh, my gosh, this place is for sure haunted. And he was terrified. He was up all night. And I was like, I told Stephanie, I said, he is so scared. And I truly, if for sure, ghosts are real. Yeah. And somebody told me that I was surrounded by hundreds of ghosts while I was sleeping. Yeah. I wouldn't care. Because I, you've never heard
0: of a ghost, like, murdering someone.
1: No. They rattle chains if they're <laughs> real. And you know what? Night, they breeze night. through the window yeah. and they're like,
0: hey, over here. Yeah. And then they disappear. I don't get the
1: terror the there. The
0: terror of a ghost mm-hmm. or spiders. Mm-hmm.
1: You're not scared of spiders?
0: I can outrun a spider.
1: Brakendupshus alert! just <laughs> <laughs> <Braggandumptious gasps> alert! I mean,
0: I know I know people are terrified, but it's like I don't know; it's so tiny. You're like a hundred thousand times bigger than a spider. Just... Are you calling me fat? <laughs> okay, listen. Desi was a great producer on the show. Mm-hmm. It was his idea to shoot the show on film in mm-hmm. front of a live audience. Mm-hmm. Uh, which was unheard of at the time. Mm-hmm. And he he hired a great team, and apparently he was a great collaborator, which I think is really important in this business. Oh, yeah. To listen to other people who were experts in their field and say, oh, yeah, you know how to shoot on film. Well, let's get you. I love
1: collaborating. Yeah, I, I love too. people's. In- I don't mean just like any bozo in the room right, giving but, me an idea, no, we don't but need when, that. when you. Respect someone's opinion, yes. and you want to get their uh, thoughts on it, yeah. and bring someone in. Yeah, it elevates. But I think yeah. A lot of times, people think collaborating means to have someone there and then not actually collaborate with them. You know what I mean? They just want to say it. I think that they might try and incorporate people. But just because you've incorporated the person and told them no doesn't mean you collaborated. That's true. You have to open your mind and and just, you know, consider Listen. options yeah. and, yeah, and collaborate. Yeah. I love it.
0: Yeah. <clears throat> and he was great at it. And he was very driven. He worked really hard. You know, he was in it. He was producing it. He and, and Luc- Lucille. Also was very driven and she loved to rehearse. She, mm-hmm. they never said she was a perfectionist, but it's, but it. I she, mean, come on. Yeah. But she, I mean, cause they were, shoot, <laughs> they were shooting. She's real willy nilly. <laughs> they only did one take. Yeah. Which is crazy to think about. Cause all the times that I've watched, I love Lucy. I don't ever remember anybody going up on a line or doing something crazy or mm-hmm. so they were uh, amazing yeah and Vivian Vance played
1: the role of Ethel this is my question how old was Vivian Vance how old was when she? they were yeah because she that couple seemed 9,000 years old and I have a sneaking suspicion I might be their age right now
0: <laughs> well Bill Frawley who played Fred Mertz he uh-huh. was 20 years older than Vivian.
1: Okay, I think I might be his age now.
0: <laughs> Vivian was only two years older than Lucille. That's so funny because in my mind she was like...
1: Yeah, she was like raised with Yoda. <laughs> but A lot so... of Star Wars. She was in her 40s. Oh, yeah, I'm older in than her. 40s. You're... I'm older, yeah. Hey, that's so... So in... are you.
0: You don't have to lump me in with you. Well, Nobody asked. You Nobody asked that. You thought no... Carol Burnett
1: was dead. <laughs> Shh. Take Okay, but people can
0: still. Yeah, so Vivian, but what was great about Vivian and Ethel, Lucy Mm -hmm. and Ethel, was that that was really one of the first times that you saw an on-screen female relationship Mm -hmm. that wasn't adversarial, which was fun because Mm -hmm. they were friends and they loved each other and they were very, very funny together. They had four hundred people in the audience. Is that a
1: lot or a little? I think that's was... a lot.
0: Don't you think that's okay. a lot? That's it a seems lot. like
1: it. I just wasn't sure what you thought.
0: <laughs> and they did forty-four episodes a year. Is that crazy? That sounds like a living hell. It does. I mean, then she had a baby. Well, she yeah. did the, she had two babies? Yeah. Forty-four
1: episodes a year. That's a busy person.
0: That is a very busy, both of them, very busy. I
1: mean, I have two podcasts.
0: I have two kids. <laughs> and you're exhausted. You're like, oh, I have to go watch a documentary. How am I going yeah, to stay awake? that's the only thing I do. <laughs> um, oh, well, this was interesting.
1: What?
0: Lucy got tied up in the Red Scare of the 50s. Oh, yes. That was strange. As it came to light that she had registered as a communist in the 30s, out of allegiance to her grandfather, which she did register mm-hmm. a communist, but she wasn't a communist. And then Desi invited the press to their house mm-hmm. and had a sitcom taping famously saying, The only thing red about her is her hair. Mm-hmm. And then he said something like, And even that isn't real or something. <laughs> something alluding to the fact that her hair was it really that color? Was dyed. That's right. Was dyed. And so at one point, Lucy and Desi founded their own studio, Lou, Yeah.
1: And Lucille Ball is the reason Star Trek even got on the air.
0: Yeah, because it was a Lou production.
1: Right. And Lucy right.
0: loved that there were so many productions on their studio. And mm-hmm. and then Desi felt like they either had, he either had to quit or get bigger. Mm-hmm. Like he was not okay with just doing things Just to keep on doing things the way they're doing it, and he would say he said that he was a, you know, if he drank, he drank too much; if he worked, he worked too much; if he gambled, he gambled too much. Keep going. (laughs) If he if he went boating, he boated too much. (laughs) Um. Then at some point they got divorced. Yeah. And in many ways, Lucy and Desi got better together. Get along better after their divorce. Mm-hmm. And then they went on, like you said, to produce Star Trek, Mission Impossible, Andy Griffith, things like that. And then Lucy, why am I yelling? Um, I don't know. Married a guy named Gary Morton. Whoever he is. I know. I was like, I have <laughs> never, never heard, heard of the Gary guy. <laughs> and I felt badly because I'm like, I should have known.
1: The famous couple, Gary and
0: Lucy. <laughs> And, um, and then Desi married another redhead. Uh-huh. That was oh interesting. Didn't you find that interesting? I found it really um, interesting.
1: Edie Hirsch. And then how are you the redhead? I mean, you'd have I to be very know. confident and be like, are you sure you're into me? <laughs> it's not – or did she dye her hair red for oh. him? Oh, Yeah. There's no way to know. There's no way to know. But that
0: would be – I mean, both of those ideas are interesting. Mm -hmm. And then at some point, Lucy launched The Lucy Show, where she portrayed a single mother. Yeah. And Vivian was also on The Lucy Show. And she was... Did you
1: ever see that? Yeah,
0: I did. Uh Did you ever see it? Mm -hmm. Didn't she work at a bank with Mr. Mooney?
1: I can't remember.
0: (laughs) Wasn't it Mr. Mooney was her boss? Am I
1: crazy? I can't remember. But I just remember there was a point when Lucy was no longer on I Love Lucy. And it was just such... A difference in the way she looked, yeah, and with the vibe, the, the up, the like, the, yeah, the it hairdo was, just was different. A different you like, vibe. You were like, yeah. oh,
0: it took a minute. It took a minute to get used to. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. It's like when Happy Days had spinoffs and stuff. Yeah, and, and Laverne like, and Shirley, you're like, wait a minute, yeah. hold on a second, everyone, let me sort this out. Joni loves Chachi. Hold mm. on. Did that ever take off? It's still running today. <laughs> Big
0: hit. Um, Lucy became a mentor for Carol Burnett and Bette Midler, and I love that when Carol Burnett got her show, she had Lucy on, and just watching those two together was like, oh my god,
1: it's pretty. What was it good?
0: <laughs> Can you imagine if you were sitting in the audience and you saw a Carol Burnett and Lucille Ball like doing sketches together? Would it would it get any better than that?
1: No. And then Bette Midler moseys on up.
0: And then Bette Midler.
1: It's, again, hard to imagine that, like, Bette Midler is the youngster here. (laughs) You know what I mean?
0: But one of the things that I thought was really fascinating about um, this story is that Mm -hmm. at some point, Desi was working on Lucy's show. And Mm he... Always made it better. He was great with the script. He worked so hard, but he had a drinking issue. And at some yeah. point, he couldn't do it anymore. And at some mm-hmm. point, he couldn't work for Desi Lou And Lucille took over the company, mm-hmm. which was great to see. I mean, yeah. wasn't it amazing to see her sitting at that table with all men? And yeah. she's like, boss lady.
1: Telling everyone what's up.
0: Yeah, I loved it so much.
1: Yeah. It's so crazy. I mean, I know it's obvious, but it, it's so crazy to hear you say he could no longer do it anymore. Yeah. Meaning he could not run the company anymore or work, right? Yeah. And then where it should be is he could no longer do it anymore, meaning drink like that.
0: Well, right. I mean, yeah. yeah. It definitely sounds like he had an addiction problem. And boating. <laughs>
1: I mean, I've never heard of anyone being addicted to boating, but it's... It, I love to boat. <laughs> I do. Um, I've gone boating with Mr. Thomas. Aw, that's very sweet. Did you yeah. wear your cowboy boots? Hey-ho! <laughs> wow. Was that? Is
0: that your... I love it. I'm just doing sound effects. Okay. At one point, Lucy sold her company, right? Mm-hmm. Which was amazing. I mean, she just... She did everything. Yeah. And she, she was... A force Desi died of um, cancer why do I feel like it was lung cancer but it doesn't say in here it was and before he died she called him Mm -hmm. and just said I love you I love you I love you and he said I love you Ah, and then five days later um, Lucy was honored at the Kennedy Center Awards Lucy died three years later at the age of 77 so Desi, somebody had asked Desi what the secret was to the success of I Love Lucy. And, and he wrote a long letter saying it was 90% Lucille Ball and 10% everybody else. And he also said in the letter, I Love Lucy was never just the title. Oh, God. So mm-hmm. it was a very sweet, complicated relationship yeah but lifelong
1: yeah it's like ours
0: (laughs) it's it's exactly like ours (laughs) um Tig are you ready for our final thoughts I am okay it's time for happily ever after thoughts where we give our final thoughts on this week's documentary
1: did you cry I did you did I did when did you cry I cried at the, um, the line that you just said. Oh. I mean, I wasn't openly weeping. Yeah. But I was like, oh. Oh, I know. Oh. It was beautifully, I don't know. It was just really touching. No, there were a few
0: moments where I didn't, like a tear did not fall down from my eyeball.
1: Well, you're. I'm a cold hearted. You got a a heart of stone. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> but when he was singing, you know, on the show and he was say singing to somebody who was pregnant and then he stopped at her table and she hugged him and I don't know, it was so sweet. It was just, mm-hmm. it was just very sweet. And then when she was at the, the Kennedy Center being um, honored and everybody mm-hmm. stood up for her mm-hmm. to applaud her and she just, you could just tell it meant so much to her. Everything about it was very beautiful. Yeah. Who were you attracted to, Desi Arness? I said it first. So who were you attracted to?
1: You know, look, Lucy in the younger days. She was very cute. Yeah. Don't don't
0: say in the the whole her whole life. I mean, they were both well, very handsome. I'm sorry. <laughs>
1: I'm sorry. I I thought. Oh, no, look, that was
0: only with the Bee Gees. We were allowed to go back in time. <laughs>
1: I I like an older-than-me person from time to time. Lucy, I just had a hankering for in her younger years. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) But they were both attractive people. They were both very attractive people.
0: Yeah. Okay, that is it for this week's episode. Mm -hmm. Next week, we will be talking about The Donut King, which you can watch on Hulu. Oh, but before we go, Mm -hmm. uh, Thomas says he has a surprise for us. I don't know
1: what that is. I means. know. What does I mean? don't either. I'm a little nervous, but I'm a little excited. Yeah, but okay, let's see it. let hear I it. I hope he's pregnant. Happy birthday to you. <gasps> uh, You're paying for that. This is my episode of Friends.
0: There's nothing in here. Who took off? This is my episode of Friends. Can I interest you in a slice of lasagna or a drumstick? No thanks. Are you sure it's on oh. the house? No thanks. How about going out with me Friday night? No, thanks. And what are you going to do? <laughs> oh, my God! And that is the first
1: time that I've seen this! That was <laughs> my mean, episode of it, Friends! Leave it to Mr. Thomas. Good work, Thomas. That was the only time I have ever seen that. Uh, We heard you the first three times. I mean, I am shocked. Excellent performance. No
0: thanks. No thanks. No thanks. I had four lines of no thanks. (laughs) (laughs) By the way, I auditioned for Friends probably three times before I got that part. Wow. Fascinating. (gasps) Well, and I have
1: to be honest about something. Oh, you didn't like the performance. No, I did. Okay, I thought it was great. You. I just thought when Thomas was like, oh, we have a surprise for you, and he opened the computer and happy birthday started yeah. going, I was like, is this something about my birthday? Because I didn't <laughs> know it was friends. <laughs> I was like, what is this? Because <laughs> my birthday is in a few coming, days. coming, but it's not about, today wasn't about you. March 24th. This is probably going to air after my birthday. Yeah. So it was about you being on Friends and yes. not about me turning 51.
0: Ah, uh, Thomas, I love that. Thank you for finding that. Oh, my God. Okay. Well, I guess that, that, should, that need, we need to wrap it.
1: Well, should we also demand that Thomas have a surprise for us every week?
0: Because <laughs> that was really that fun. That was exhilarating. Yeah. Yes, Thomas, from now on, please have a surprise for us.
1: Yeah. Okay Tig Anything to promote Let's just Okay well my album release party Ooh. It's going to be a big bash mm. May 14th in Los Angeles At the Ace Theater And I'm going to have a very special guest And it's not Cheryl oh. But Cheryl will be there And Mr. Thomas will be there check Whether it. they like it I'm or looking not at my May 14th schedule. the Ace Theater in Los okay. Angeles That's exciting Album release party
0: that is it. so what happens at this par-
1: you'll have oh. to come and see <laughs> wear your party dress wear a party hat what if i came in my uh showgirl feathers do what you gotta do just might, get to the I, Ace I theater in los that. angeles may 14th. 14th album release party special guest
0: party okay tig and i have something to announce uh, I am in season two of The Flight Attendant, and it comes out on April 21st. I thought you said
1: Tig and I have something to announce.
0: <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> right, like, Tig? Right?
1: Yeah, that's right. right. That's sure. Right. We'll be on the
0: flight attendant on april 21st although i'm not not sure i'm not sure i'm in episode one so if you watch episode one you're like she's not in this
1: just watch the show
0: just watch the whole show you're gonna love it it's so fun it's exciting okay uh all right tig all right cheryl should we do it again yes let's do it again